Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Awareness. Awareness is fire. It burns all that is wrong in you. It burns your ego. It burns your greed. It burns your possessiveness. It burns your jealousy. It burns all that is wrong and negative. And it enhances all that is beautiful, graceful, and divine. This is a quote from Rajneesh. Welcome, lovely souls, to another episode of Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. (laughs) Welcome to the newcomers. Great to have you here. Always a pleasure to be in this space with you. This community is growing, which is awesome. It makes my heart happy knowing those that are tuning in want to make some kind of a transition in their life. And here at Late Night Talks, we leave no one behind. Whoever and wherever you are, there's always room on this spaceship for you. (laughs) We go to distant lands from time to time on this journey, and some feel a bit skeptical and hesitant at first, but I like to believe that most end up enjoying this exploration. We never know from week to week where this vessel is going to take us because the universe is the guiding light. Where the wind takes us, we land. And tonight we landed here with this topic of possessiveness and jealousy in relationships, which we will get into in just a few. Speaking about space or spaceships, whatever, did you know that one million Earths could fit inside the womb of the sun. That's how big the badass beauty of a star the sun is. One million little teensy-weensy Earths inside the sun. That's how tiny we are. Super-duper tiny specks. And I do love outer space, and some may think that I am out of my mind sometimes, and yes, I usually am. I thrive to be, because you see, the mind is a limited container. It's when you step beyond the mind, that's where everything else expands. On the other side, in another place. If you are still with me, I would love to get centered and just do a quick check-in before we get into tonight's topic. Let's just close our eyes. Place your hand on your heart and come into complete stillness. Give gratitude to your heart and your body for functioning sufficiently each and every day. 
but especially right now in the present moment. And as you're with your body, I want you to scan all areas from head to toe. Just notice what comes up without resisting. And while you do this, just take in some deep breaths into the belly and feel that sensation as the air is being released from your mouth. Awesome. You know, this is a really great thing to even do throughout the day from time to time if you're a tense, anxious individual because you're bonding with your intelligent cells and they're communicating with you. We have to communicate with our bodies. All right. Now, tonight's topic was actually a suggestion from a couple of my listeners. And I know I've talked about this a long time ago, but I don't know that I actually did a whole episode on them. And this is a very real issue for many people and a killer in relationships. And I mean, literally sometimes possessiveness and jealousy. This is a topic that I am very, very, very unfortunately familiar with. As I seem to have attracted these type of men with these traits in the past. It's a very uh, scary and unpleasant experience, truly. And I will share a little bit about my experience at the end of this podcast. So what we're going to do is get a better understanding of what these two are possessiveness and jealousy and how they differ because they are not really the same. We're going to also cover the downfalls of this type of behavior And we're going to obviously talk about the solution for getting past this. So let's talk about the difference because people often mistake possessiveness with jealousy. The difference is that jealousy is a feeling and possessiveness is a behavior. So when someone feels jealous, they behave differently when the object or the person they most wish is obtained or when the other person behaves in a manner that they desire. People that are envious have an inferiority issue somewhere in their lives. Now, possession, on the other hand, that is depicting more of a mental state in which a person sees inherent dominance over an object or a creature. So the individual considers himself to be the master of that item or person. It represents that person's superiority complex or dominance. So basically to put it simply, you're jealous when you seek to take the place of another person, but you're possessive when you try to dominate the lives and the desires of another. Jealousy is always about a person, not a thing. But possessiveness 
may be about either a thing or a person. And possessiveness is a mental state in which a person refuses to share the things or the people that he finds attractive. And everyone has possessions, right? We all have possessions, even our own body. But when we get hooked to and attached to these, to these wants, this becomes a problem. Possession of a person when we are trying to possess another individual, it results in the loss of that person's freedom. And a possessive person can never be happy. Never, ever can they be happy. They're constantly afraid of something that they don't even understand. We have to look at possessiveness as, you know, it, it's not always negative. It's a human response, right? I think that it affects everyone. A healthy possessiveness is essential in a relationship survival to a certain extent, you know, in order to create the best environment for future generations, psychologists feel emotions are an integral aspect of the human mind. So men must really kind of possess to allow for DNA expansion and to help prevent their partners, their female partners from seeking other males. And females have to kind of be possessive of their partners to manage them and to better raise their children. Right. But however, you know, excessive possessiveness is extremely harmful or can be to one or both parties. Now, jealousy is a more of a physical, emotional and mental reaction to something that could be potentially dangerous, a dangerous scenario. You know, men fear, they have more fear of sexual infidelity in their partners. And women have more fear or more jealousy of emotional infidelity in their partnership. So jealousy means that you value something and want to guard it with your life. Jealousy usually is defined as general feelings of uneasiness, fear and anxiety owing to a lack of whether it's financial possessions or physical safety, but it can be accompanied by feelings of even rage, resentment, inadequacy, helplessness, and contempt. Jealousy comes in many forms. To begin, there is manipulative jealousy. This is that cunning and persuasive kind of jealousy. And maybe you have it or haven't encountered these type of people, but this is a player who can easily persuade you into doing anything they want you to do without you realizing it. This person plays with your emotions to get what they want without asking for it. And they often humiliate, hurt, and distrust others. And it's very hard to pinpoint precisely what they did or said. They just had to play with your emotions to get their way. And there's no proof you were forced to do anything. 
You helped the game by utilizing your emotions against yourself. Dealing with jealousy can be very, very challenging and tiring. A second form can be known as the clingy jealousy. Clingy jealous people often waste your time, energy, and emotions. This is the type of individual that will not compromise in order to have you all to himself or herself and will lavish you with attention. They'll be all over you and they will go to great lengths to even help you. They'll be extremely overprotective and this is the type of individual that can smother you with attention and they do so much that you won't be able to go out and spend time with your friends and family. They want to know everything about where you're going, who you're with. And even if you tell them everything, they will not be satisfied or content. It is a vicious cycle. It is so trying on your nerves. Another form is paranoid jealousy. When a person desires closeness, but they also fear it. So it's very difficult to tell where you stand with this person. They may simply retract what they say a few minutes later. They're very, very difficult to satisfy. This individual does not trust easily, if at all, and likes to keep others near yet at a distance, regardless of your integrity or your commitment to the relationship, they will anticipate being disappointed by you because it's often more about what you didn't do than what you did do. They do not trust. They're usually always thinking that someone's out to get them. And this is a very highly dominating individual because of these trust problems, these trust issues. And they're going to hunt for anything that would indicate that they're right and that you can't be trusted. And in fact, it would almost be a comfort for their personality type to find that you're doing something wrong so that they can affirm that you're just like everyone else. You're going to hurt them. And this individual is highly stressed. They're very pessimistic and they have low expectations of others since they know they will be disappointed. Even though they don't expect much, they do secretly want everything. Possessiveness stems from insecurities And it symbolizes that a person is shattered and has a very broken self-esteem. It can be very dangerous in partnerships and it can damage the equations if it's not controlled properly. Nobody in the world is personal property and no one can control another person person's life or desires. And trying to do this may leave you standing completely 
alone. Nothing in this world is and will never be constant. Change is unavoidable in life. So this is something that we have to learn to accept. And we're tampering with nature if we feel we can make that person or a person ours by keeping them trapped. If you think about it, it's, if it's disastrous for that person's personality too. It's a sign that a person lacks inner strength. It's not managed appropriately. And possessiveness can develop into an addiction. And we all know that any kind of addiction is dangerous. The presence of possessiveness in your significant other may be detected in a variety of ways. If they ask for your passwords, for your devices, if they feel the need to be constantly contacting you throughout the day, if you don't call them back immediately, they're going to want to know your whereabouts, what you're doing, who you're with. They're going to appear jealous. They'll attempt to control your social circle, not liking your friends. They're going to attempt to control your appearance, what you're wearing, how you present yourself. They'll have maybe tried to attempt to manipulate your decisions. They have sudden mood swings. These are definitely unhealthy traits in a relationship. This is not a healthy relationship. And most times it is not coming from love. Now let's look at the signs of jealousy. First, it can be seen through different types of communication. Aggressive communication is one when, you know, they're in a rage. They may disregard what others say. They get physically in your face encroaching another's space, right? They abuse verbally or violently, believing that everyone else is to blame for their issues. And they don't give a damn. They show a lack of concern for others. But in the end, they lack confidence. The next one is more of a passive communication. This is when individuals who communicate in this way, they may avoid um, the objects of their rage while indirectly expressing it. For example, by offering backhanded compliments or talking about others behind their backs. The next one is controlling or restricting behavior. Restriction of another's conduct. Only individuals with poor self-esteem attempt to exert control over other people's actions. Another one is blaming. People who place blame on others are more likely to be socially and emotionally incompetent. Those who are envious or possessive refuse to accept personal responsibility for their actions. They're constantly regarding themselves as victims. So as a result, they end up believing that they're unable to alter a situation. So it's for this reason, this is why they start to strike out with those 
derogatory words and acts, the verbal abuse, people who are insecure and envious turn to verbal assaults when they're feeling vulnerable. People engage in this behavior because they believe that doing this will help them keep their authority, save their face, win an argument. And this is really just an effort to exert psychological or emotional control over the circumstance or the other person by inflicting this psychological or emotional suffering on them. Another one is threatening. So it is possible to show that you want to punish or harm another person if you don't get your own way. If, you, if, you're, if this person isn't doing what you want them to do, you will make a threat. And threats can be used to get people to do something. In good relationships, fear is never used as a tool to get someone to do what you want. Fear makes you more negative, which in turn makes you more jealous and possessive. And here's another fun one, false accusations. And I'm not making fun of any of these. Trust me, it was a living hell dealing with this type of behavior from the partners that I had. It's just that I feel so relieved that I got myself out of those situations because it is something that brought so much pain, suffering, and anxiety into my entire being. So when I talk about this stuff, it's just bringing back a lot of memories. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but it's, um, yeah. So false accusations cause a lot of tension within relationships. You know, it causes a major amount of stress and connections are built on the foundation of trust. And when there's a lack of trust, there's often many misunderstandings, which result in increased stress. So one of the most frequent psychological repercussions of false accusations in a relationship is a great deal of stress, which is also shown to be one of the most common psychological impacts of false accusations. So having this happen in a relationship can be very, very disruptive. You're unable to concentrate on anything else. There's, there's no stopping the allegations from triggering you all the time. And along with that follows the anxiety, crying all the time, feeling suffocated from the inside out, being irritable, not feeling like talking to anyone. And you feel angry and frustrated because of some false claim. And a lot of times when you're in a relationship or when you were in a relationship, it's very hard to recover from these type of circumstances, whether it's false allegations, abusers, or even physical assault. According to some estimates, 67% of individuals have difficulty accepting fresh starts. 
and it's found that 19 out of 30 participants believed that they have experienced permanent changes in their personality, such as being paranoid or anxious, hypervigilant and antagonistic, less confident. And families of the accused characterize their family member as being completely different, being a completely different person. So when you're falsely accused of cheating while being innocent, it's typical to have, you know, sleep disturbances, according to finding in some of the studies, 12 out of 30 individuals experience sleep disturbances, insomnia, and nightmares. The consequences of jealousy and possessiveness in relationships can be disastrous because when you're loaded with these self-inflicted notions, if you're someone who is in a state of jealousy and feeling that they need to possess something, we have these skewed perceptions And it can lead to crime and murder because of jealousy. And there's, there's so much that we can do about this within ourselves. So anyway, you know, these type of behaviors are not good for our health. They're going to trigger, they can trigger heart attacks and other health issues due to the stress alone that it brings on. You know, it can bring on depression and anxiety, you know, and just make you mentally sick. Jealousy will drain the life out of you mentally and physically. And nine out of 10 times, like I said, it will leave you standing alone. You know, no one wants to be treated like an animal. And the more that you try to possess anything, the more it's going to hurt. And this creates stress. And the more out of control you feel, and that causes nothing but pain. And I will will tell you, I will tell you, if this is something that you're dealing with, and it's a problem for you, You are doing nothing but pushing your partner right out to where you don't want them to go because of a deregulation in your own emotions. It's not them. This is not about them. This is about something in your own wiring. And it is not right. It is very wrong to place this onto another individual. And the more you push anything in life, the more that you push anything in life, the more you're pushing it away. And that goes, honestly, goes with anything. So what is the root cause and the solution to these two friends? (laughs) Now, Both jealousy and possessiveness spring from the same source. It's an overwhelming need for love and approval. Possessiveness and jealousy 
are both acquired coping techniques for dealing with a difficult situation as children. And you've heard me talk about this before. We develop a variety of strategies for coping with the family dynamics to which we were exposed. So as a result, the first line of investigation into your feelings of possessiveness and jealousy must begin in your early childhood experience in order to better understand yourself. I suggest you consider the following question. When did I first feel possessive or jealous as a child? Maybe you were feeling envy towards even a sibling. You could have felt uneasy or worried because one of your parents was maybe too protective of you at that time. So you begin to analyze the need for these sentiments after you've identified some of their underlying causes. You know, we're very complicated creatures. So it's vital for you to experience jealousy and possessiveness at some time in, in life. But we want to find out why it's happening and deal with the problem. And until we have some type of, you know, until we obtain some understanding and respect for this, for both of these components, jealousy and possessiveness, and they're going to become less obvious and more difficult to overcome. You may feel irrationally compelled to respond to thoughts that you have, which might not be rooted in the truth. And as most of you know, our childhood, our upbringing, plays out in our adult interpersonal relationships. If you had the caregivers, the parents, the role models that maybe neglected you or maybe rejected you or abused you, this is something that, that you would internalize and it becomes an imprint on your subconscious mind, both consciously and unconsciously. So with this, it becomes a core belief that you're not lovable or good enough or in, you're inadequate. And this obviously falls in the self-esteem and self-worth. So it's a distorted, irrational belief that poisons relationships these insecurities make us believe that our partner will eventually find us worthless or leave us for another. And the thought of this is terrifying. In our minds, this would confirm that we are unlovable, that we are hopeless, that we are worthless. It's just re-triggering the adverse emotional effects of our mistreatment in childhood. So we you know, we form this mindset that sees preventing our partner from leaving us as important for our own psychological survival and important for keeping hold of any kind of positive aspect of our self-image that our relationship with that partner has helped us to develop. This in turn makes us more likely to maybe overcompensate 
for our own perceived inadequacies by acting in ways that are maybe self-defeating, destructive, and possessive. So in order to create healthy, loving, affectionate bonds with others in our adult life, it's really necessary for us to develop our self-image that is not determined by our early life experiences and to work on these skills and improve our confidence level. When you're experiencing you know, possessiveness and jealousy, it's also linked to anxiety because what's under that anxiety is, you know, we're worrying, we're worrying about something horrible going wrong in the relationship or with that person that we're with. So it's important to break down the ideas and understand the facts that are making you feel this type of anxiety. It's like trying to solve a puzzle when we try to figure out what's behind our emotions. And it's in the same way that an animal would. You know, we're built to protect ourselves by using some kind of, you know, the fight, flight, freeze, and hide strategies. The problem is that we are sometimes so programmed that we react to a threat in one of these ways, that fight, flight, or freeze, even though we don't know what we're facing. So you want to figure out whether or not your reaction to what is going on is real, or is it more like a dog reacting with the fear of its own shadow? Also, usually the partner who feels the least secure, the more jealous, maybe the more possessive, that is the person who is more likely to engage in untrustworthy conduct. In a situation like this, your concerns about your spouse or your partner are a result of your own thought process. So are you as trustworthy as you would want her to believe you are? And often we achieve security by increasing our level of trustworthiness. Some other great tactics is meditation. This may assist you in overcoming your possessiveness. The first step is to, however, we want to free our souls from material attachments. We call this observing detachment. This is not a habit that can be implemented, you know, obviously overnight. It requires significant amount of time and effort and sacrifice. As you start to break away from possessing, you know, that, that possessiveness of things, it will help to break away from that type of behavior from an, a person. When you start to separate yourself from the materialism of the world, this is a state of mind in which we are free of fear of the unknown. And to get here, we have to kind of recognize and deal with that fear and let that fear move through us. This is a practice of detachment. And when we develop a talent of sacrifice, this is what leads up to detachment, right? Detachment leads to awareness of non-possessiveness. This is a very helpful tool. And, 
you know, you can also use jealousy, use your, these behaviors to identify what you want so that you can create a better life. Identify what you're truly fearing and why you're fearing it. Is it really about the other person or is it about you? What about the proof that disregards our fears? What would we say to someone with similar concerns? Talk to someone, someone that's trustworthy, and get a second opinion. But it's important to face these fears head on. You know, what do you really believe the source of your jealousy is? Do you fear solitude? Do you fear being humiliated? And really think about how you can approach this issue or the issue that you knew was driving your jealousy. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. Jealousy feeds jealousy, which feeds jealousy. So it's important to break that cycle. Positive thinking may help combat this this negativity in your mind. Concentrate on the positive aspects of your relationship. Do happy, good activities together to focus on the positive and don't forget to have, obviously, self-esteem boosting hobbies or exercises that you can do to help expand your self-esteem. It's always best to seek a professional if you are having this type of behavior which is causing maybe abuse or violence, threats, and all that toxic behavior. It's always a good idea to get a professional involved because this can also play in some mental disorders as well. So it's always good to be checked by someone who specializes in that area. Security is the only thing, really, that can replace that gap of insecurity within us. And security is alignment. And alignment is yours. You don't want someone else to keep you in that alignment. You want that for yourself. You want to be in alignment. And I want you to notice how connected you are to something. And if you want to know how appreciative you are for for whatever it is or that person, the more attached you are to something, the busier you are possessing it rather than appreciating it, rather than being grateful for it. Possessiveness expresses the opposite of gratitude. As far as me, this, this type of behavior has done nothing but 
really broken the relationship and pushed me out the door. My relationships with this type of behavior in the men that I've been with in the past were emotionally, mentally abusive. I've been pushed around. I've had my life threatened numerous times. And it does change you psychologically, emotionally, and it breaks you down. And when I was in these types of relationships, I stayed for far too long. And when you're constantly having to walk on eggshells, you can't be yourself. You can't, this is what I've experienced anyway. I couldn't be who I was. I couldn't be this person. I was too friendly. I was too nice. I was too, why did I have to talk to everybody? So I felt that I could not ever be myself. And I would get yelled at or I would get, you know, punished if I was talking to a neighbor or a clerk or someone in the store just out of conversation. I would get punished. And, you know, it's it's a very, 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 very horrible situation for the person on the other end. And I only share this because I was that person on the other end. And it does nothing but leave that person feeling empty. I mean, that's not, it's not love. They were very damaged due to their childhood. I didn't see my, my worth. And they don't see their worth. So when you're, you're together, it's just, it's just a very messy, messy, messy situation. Anyway, I've, you know, I've had, yeah, just, just a lot. It brings up a lot of unwanted memories. And I feel, I really feel grateful that I found the strength inside of me to leave that because like I said, we are not animals and we are not meant to be kept by anything or anyone. It's, it's something that we need to work on in ourselves. We need to find our own worth and our own confidence and strength inside. And when we do that, we have no worries about losing another person. You know, when we're in a relationship, of course, there's always a fear that it might not work out. But if it does, then you know that you're going to be okay when you have enough strength and self-worth and self-respect. So, so working on the self-image and getting your, your own stuff together rather than projecting it 
is what's key. And like I said, sometimes you need to get some mental, you know, help with a professional as well, because I know, you know, when you have bipolar as well, that can affect certain things too. And there's, yeah. So anyway, I'm not a doctor. I'm just, I'm just here, like I always say, just sharing information, but um, that would be my suggestions. Hopefully you found this helpful. This was really long. I didn't mean for it to be this long. So anyway, guys, it's always so great to be here with you. I thank you for the, the suggestion of this topic. And I, um, I look forward to coming back next week. I'm exhausted and I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs>